This is Miller's Edge on Tide With Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer, this is the Miller's Edge. WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Remember, we are presented by our good friends over at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain, and you're interested in those premium art supports, head on over to the Good Feet Store in Midtown Village. Definitely a lot to still talk about. I know we broke down the SEC championship game yesterday. We can still talk about that some more, too, if you guys want to get into that. Get into a little bit of this Michigan preview or just talk about Anything in general. We got a lot of time uh, until the Crimson Tide uh, suits back up. Um, so we can really talk about anything. A lot of going on. A lot going on in the transfer portal. Transfer portal is on fire right now. <laughs> and uh, even some interesting um, news coming out of the transfer portal, not just with football, but now with lacrosse. And I'm sure you guys have probably seen the news. Um, but if you haven't, uh, Alabama quarterback, or I guess you can say maybe former Alabama quarterback at this point, Tyler Buckner, um, has entered the transfer portal. Uh, not really a surprise there. However, the surprise comes in the fact that he's entered the portal as a lacrosse player, not a football player, a lacrosse player. Yes, you heard me correctly. He's going to be playing lacrosse. And from my understanding, I think he's actually transferring back to Notre Dame, who I think they have a really, uh, really good lacrosse program. I think they might have been was it the champions in lacrosse? Am I getting that right, Justin? Something like that. That's lacrosse is real big up there in the Northeast. I think. Yeah. Um, so, but I think overall he can just count his trip down to the South. He just studied abroad. <laughs> He's going back to Notre Dame, and then he'll play lacrosse up there. I mean, I, here's the thing. I, being from South Carolina, we don't really we have lacrosse, but it's not very prevalent. Now, two of my best friends they quit football in ninth grade. And then went to play lacrosse. They used to beg me to come out there. They're like, hey, you can just play deep hole or whatever it's called. You can just knock people out. You can, it's almost like football. I was like, uh, absolutely not. But, um, I never tried it. My friends loved it though. So I, I mean, I've gone to some games. I've seen it a little bit. Uh, but I mean, obviously he must be pretty good. At, and again, I, I probably should have pulled this up, but I think what I was reading yesterday was like he was a really good player coming out of middle school or something and earned some, I don't know, either like scholarship attention or I don't know. I would try to pull it back up. But I just thought that was very interesting because, I I mean, I had I guess I didn't really have a clue that he was 
uh, such a big lacrosse player, uh, but good for him. Um, you know, obviously the football thing didn't work out here. Could have worked out somewhere else. I'm sure, you know, if he wanted to play somewhere else, he probably definitely could have. Uh, didn't have his best showing here, at, you know, with uh, Alabama. But uh, nonetheless, he could have played at a smaller school, I'm sure. I mean, he, he did some decent things when he was playing football at Notre Dame, but I guess lacrosse was calling <laughs> his name. No, yeah, uh, I think it was. I'm reading here that coming out of high school, he was one of the top recruits out of California, apparently Helix High School, and at one point was committed to Michigan for lacrosse before changing to Notre Dame to play football. Yeah, see, okay, I thought I was right. So, yeah, he, he's he got experience playing. He's actually a decent player. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, it was crazy. I'm just, like, you know, scrolling on X or just, just reading news and – um, now I see old Tyler Buckner answer, uh, enters the transfer portal. I'm like, all right, you know, fair enough. You know, I think everybody kind of expected that. But then you, you read the fine lines and it says, as a lacrosse player. <laughs> so kind of caught me off guard there. But uh, I, I read it. And I was like, oh, this is a loophole so he can play football right away. And they were like, no, no, no. It's to play lacrosse. <laughs> I was confused just like you were. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, that that – I think I did also see that since he's transferring as a lacrosse player, he can be eligible right away. But if he transferred for football, since he's not a graduate just yet, he would have had to sit out. So maybe that is kind of his game plan that he's going to transfer right away to and play, transfer and play lacrosse right away and then see kind of where football is at that time. I'm not too sure of the seasons. I don't know if lacrosse kind of runs through football season. Again, I'm not too uh, keen on lacrosse. Uh, as a as a collegiate sport, but uh, nonetheless, you know, good luck to Tyler Buckner. And I, um, I think there was also a wide receiver that entered the portal. I think it was a guy that was med- medically redshirting this year um, from Alabama. Obviously, I don't think it's going to affect us too much, uh, but just wanted to report that. So and we'll, we'll obviously see more names come about in uh, the transfer portal. I'd imagine, hopefully, not too many uh, here from our program, but. You know how it goes. That's the that's the the state of college football. I mean, I feel like every starting quarterback in the country is in the portal right now. Seems like teams are having a, a bidding war. Uh, thank you, Gary. Gary's listening. He just texted me. Ty uh, Jones Bell is his name. He uh, is wide receiver that, that ended up transferring um, or is in the portal. And, and again, I don't I don't think he was even playing the season. So I uh, just wanted to note that. But there's probably going to be more names. I think a lot of guys are probably waiting until bowl season and stuff takes effect they probably want to attend those trips and be with the team have a chance at winning a ring uh so probably not the brightest idea to enter the portal just yet um but i'm sure we will see some more names and i'm sure we will add some guys i mean i'm sure alabama will do its due diligence um you know because again there's so many names in the portal right now i mean this is this is the new landscape of college football you know i'm not the biggest fan of it but it is what it is you got to grow and you got to adapt you know you're going to lose some guys. You got an opportunity to, to you know, add some guys if you can. Uh, but just be prepared to, to to dish out some money because it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> I heard Matt Rule talking about, um, you know, a quarterback is a million, one point five, two million dollars right now in the portal, and that's really what it is. And he's probably not lying. I think he's you know pretty spot on when it comes to that. I mean, oh, you know, Corey and and Christian, since you guys are you know both played all this NIL, does it? make you uh, look back and go, do I have any months left on that eligibility? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, no doubt you think about the missed opportunities. I'm happy that these, you know, current players definitely can take advantage of it because a lot of guys, you don't know, you know, how long their NFL careers will be. You don't know if some will even get the opportunity to have an NFL career. So I'm all for guys being able to take advantage of this opportunity and maximizing that opportunity. However, just the whole, you know, getting into the portal and, and being bid on, 
and, and stuff like that. I, to me, that, that again, that we talked about it. I mean, we we beat it like a dead horse, right? I mean, it was like uh, that's that's my biggest issue. Like, if you're in establishing a program, you're a player here at Alabama. You know, you want to you know sell some merchandise with with your name and stuff on there, make some money off of that, do some appearances. That's awesome. I love that. Just the whole. Hey, you know, I don't, I don't know how I'm feeling about this right now. I'm going to go on the portal and see who offers me some money. And it really, it honestly, just free agency with no salary cap. And that's where it becomes even more of an issue. But I could go on and on about this. But before I do that, let's welcome in my dad. We'll head down to the Carolinas. I think we've got him on here. See how he's doing. Uh, dad, what's up? How are you feeling today? Well, happy Tuesday, boys. Hope you're doing well. Doing great. Sorry about that. Um, my computer again just went out. My Wi-Fi, I was on before you were. So, <laughs> so I'm like, nah, I don't even get to start the show, but it's all good. And I'm, I'm glad to be here with you. Good, good Tuesday, everybody. And a lot of great conversation. Tyler Buckner, of course, you were talking about going to play lacrosse. What a great idea. This, by the way, just a, just a wonderful <laughs> idea for him. I mean, I think he'll do great in that sport. But I wouldn't doubt. I want to see what school that is because that he might use the lacrosse thing just to play football right away. I, think I don't know Notre how Dame. that. I think it said Notre well, Dame. Like, going yeah. back to Notre Dame. I, so I we've seen that, that before. We've seen that before because Clemson's quarterback uh, years ago did the same thing. Uh, Chase, I uh, forget his last name. He transferred, and then he came back. So, but hey, it, we know more is coming, right? I mean, when you think about how uh, Jalen Milrow has evolved, you think about Ty Simpson getting second team. He's the number two for sure. He's getting reps. He's ready to go. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, and then, but you think about Dylan, you think about Lonergan, you think about the other Eli, you think about Holstein, you think about, you think about these guys, what the future holds for them. And you think about the incoming freshmen. You think about maybe the portal opens up again for them. There's so much to this NIL. Just you asked a great question, right? You know, how do we feel about it? Of course, it's amazing as a player, former player, you think about it, uh, that you can get money, that you can get paid to go play a game that you love makes plenty of sense to me. But the thing is, this thing is uprooting itself because look at what's happening, guys. I was thinking about this yesterday. You got starting quarterbacks, Dylan Gabriel, who went to Oklahoma, put up outstanding numbers. I mean, this team ranked in the top 15, and they beat Texas. I mean, this guy can play football. His name, I didn't know he had more years to play. He's a transfer report. <laughs> All right, Ohio State's quarterback. They lost one game to Michigan. He's in the transfer portal. I mean, guys, what's happening? We got, these are not just dudes. These are guys that have played plenty of football. They are in the transfer portal. So what is this college football coming to? What is, what, what is really happening? I mean, it's just, it's going to get uglier and uglier because what's happening, a guy can play great. And if you don't have, a, you know, national championship aspiration, they have no chance. They don't make the college football playoffs. Well, guess what? He's going to just throw his name in the portal. I don't blame them. Throw your name in the portal. Because now you're saying, hey, I'm a free agent. Bid on me. And if some school is in desperate, I mean, desperate to have a quarterback, they throw the dollars at me. And I go play one year. Right? So... It's really crazy. I mean, I would not doubt. Let's see what Alabama does here. But I wouldn't doubt if Alabama, you know, Jalen Miro gets offers. 
I wouldn't doubt it. So I don't know, guys. I think, you know, <laughs> the NIL, there's no way this, this whole thing is sustainable, in my opinion. Just got to wait and see what happens. I agree. I mean, and to your point, I wouldn't be shocked if, if guys come after Jalen Milrow either. Um you know, would he bite on that? I don't think so at all, right? I mean, why would he? He stayed here to compete with with Ty Simpson, right? We know that. So he's he's got a competitive spirit. You know, he he worked his tail off to earn the job. He just uh, you know won an SEC championship here. I mean, I think that would even be ludicrous for that to be in consideration. So that being said, I don't see that happening at all. But will teams uh, try to acquire him or maybe try to entice him? Say. Could people try to get in his ear and say, hey, you know, you know, they, they're going to have another quarterback competition. I know what you've accomplished, but we all know how Alabama goes. I mean, the, the, what if they like the, the you know, the, the freshman coming? People might, you know, but would he buy in that? I highly doubt it. I don't think that's in his. He's he's too much of a competitor for that, in my opinion. Um, but I'm sure people are going to come calling just like anybody else on this roster. Think about it. We were just raving about how young this roster is and how um you know how talented they are, this Alabama roster, there's going to be schools calling for a lot of these players, man. I mean, it's inevitable. It's unfortunate, but that's the nature of, of college football right now. So uh, with that being said, yeah, I mean, it, I would not be shocked if we see, uh, you know, a handful of guys from Alabama in the portal. Now, are they going to be uh, any, you know, key pieces? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm also very interested in seeing on who we might bring in from the portal at this point because, like you said, that – you alluded to it. I mean, there's a lot of names in the portal right now. I mean, there's a lot, right? And so Alabama's probably going to have their pick of, of talent as well. So it really, in my opinion, is... Probably think about like Williamson. You think about, think about Williamson a couple of years back. You think about just, I mean, um, Gibbs, Jamar Gibbs, yep. uh, who ended up getting drafted first round to Lions. You're thinking about the offensive tackle they got from Vanderbilt. I think Nick Saban has so much talent, but where he goes and looks is what, like, Okay, I'm losing this guy or that guy. I need to get a veteran guy. I don't want to trust a young guy. Although I think this guy's going to be really good, but I don't trust him just yet. So let me go get a one-year guy that I can play him some, let him learn and grow. Now, if he grows to be better than the older guy, then we'll deal with that. So I think Nick does a really good job of, you know, really identifying the right dudes that they want to bring in via the NIL or transfer portal. If you had to look at Alabama's roster right now, where they stand, what you've seen from this season, what do you feel is going to be the position of need, right? Like if, if, if I'm looking at them right now, I would say, and I know it's going to be hard for you to say this without pulling up kind of who's seniors and, and whatnot, but I would probably go with, I feel like receiver. They might look for a receiver in the portal. Um, hmm, trying to think of who else. You got – Proctor, who's going to be, he's young, he's going to be a good tackle, uh, maybe at the right tackle spot, depending, I know we got a bunch of young guys, but, you know, you never know. Uh, Secondary-wise, you're going to lose Malachi Moore, Kool-Aid, uh, I mean, Terion can leave, I guess we'll kind of see what he does, I mean, this is a hot take, and I don't even know if it's so much of a hot take, but I think he's kind of outplayed Kool-Aid, in my opinion, and we can talk about this, too. Uh, these awards and stuff, man, I hate to say this, but it's really politics, man. Like, again, I love Kool-Aid. Heck of a player, man. I mean, he's going to be one of the top corners, if not the top corner taken. Uh, but he had earned uh, first-team All-SEC over Terion. And I'm sure I hadn't pulled up the whole list. I'm sure Terion was probably second-team. If, if he wasn't second-team, I mean, that's that's criminal. But 
Uh, it just goes to show you, I mean, in my opinion, I, from my football mind and perspective, I, I feel like Terry on probably deserved that first team all SEC nod over Kool-Aid. Would you agree? Did that take leave you speechless? <laughs> or maybe you had your mic muted. In my opinion, I would probably have Terry on t- t- uh, going first team all SEC over Kool-Aid. And again, there's no knock on. They're both phenomenal cornerbacks. It's just, in my opinion, we're talking about the play from this season, not, you know, trajectory or projection and all that good stuff. I would probably say Terry on would get the nod if I had a vote. What about you, Justin? No, I, I agree with you. I think watching games this year, Tarion stood out more than Kool-Aid, but I know at that position you don't want to stand out. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That, but that's like the big compliment uh, because people avoid Kool-Aid. And I that's think, fair. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's, a, that's a solid point. I mean, you do have to take that into consideration. I'm just – you talk about just really game-changing performances this season. I, and I know Kool-Aid, like you said, you know, he's he's such a dominant cornerback, they do shy away from throwing that way. But, I mean, like, it, just look at that Kentucky game. I mean, like, Terrion Arnold was all over the field – I mean, forced fumbles, interceptions. I mean, and, and one thing that oh doesn't really gosh. show up in, in the stat column, and I'm sure it does somewhat with tackles, but talk about run support, man. I mean, this dude is flying down, you know, in run support. He's physical, right? He, I mean, he he's a very well-rounded corner. I mean, he's one of the best athletes on the team. The dude can play run support. He can cover, play man. Uh, you know, he's got good awareness and zone, right? He's got, done so much better in terms of playing the football. I think that was one thing last year that sometimes he kind of struggled with. Again, this guy is a, you know, he came in as a safety, got converted to cornerback. Uh, in my opinion, you know, he's improved on those ball skills and playing the football, not getting those penalties when he's in those battles with the receivers. I mean, that's just my opinion. Like, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure Terry on has got five interceptions. So I'm, I want to say he was tied for first in the SEC. So even if you just look at the numbers, don't even necessarily watch the tape, I feel like he would, in my opinion, would get the nod. But we know kind of how, again, how this goes. I mean, typically it's, I wouldn't say it's all politics, but they stick with the people that, that when you go into the preseason, all SEC, or preseason, all SEC, and all that good stuff, and, you know, people that are going to be projected big picks, typically those people end up getting nods uh, over some people that might have been a little bit more of an unsung hero. But, we can definitely talk a little bit more about that as well. Well, well, well. Let me hold on. Y'all have been too nice. Who's being too nice? Been too nice. You've been too nice to Kool Aid. I'm not I being like too it. nice. I'm being respectful. I'm trying to respectfully say I that like, that Terry like Arnold had a better season to this point. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even close. I mean, it's not even close because Taylor Arnold has played like a number one corner. Kool Aid has had moments. But he's had a ton of moments where I watch him with my own eyes. Given just old land tackles. I mean, just not playing with the energy and the effort that I think. I think he's got great talent. He looked to me out of shape. It looks to me that he needs to lose a little weight, if you ask me. He got replaced as a punt returner. I mean, let's just be real. Kool-Aid has not had the year that many people thought. Now, people going to give him like all SEC as I look at it right now. There's no way he's a first-team All-SEC. But he's doing it based on last year. He's doing it based on what he did in the past. And if we're real, we know Terry Arnold is a better quarterback and has played better. Give him his props. That's all I'm saying. I like him as a player. But he got a long, long way. Came down to the second team, player Terry Arnold on the second team on the defense. Come on, guys. 
Yeah, well, we're going to co- we'll, I'll pull that list up and we'll cover everybody and kind of give our take on that. But we're going to take a quick time out. You're listening to the Miller's Edge. It's a talking Tuesday right here on Tide 100.9, uh, 1230 WTBC. Quick time out. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Guide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, the high today around 60, clear tonight, the low 38. Tomorrow's sunny, breezy, and cooler, the high 53. Thursday and Friday, the sky's sunny both days, the high Thursday 58, the high Friday at 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Again, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We remind you about our good friends over at Alumni Hall. It's almost time for Christmas, folks. I know you got those last-minute Christmas gifts. If so, head on over to Alumni Hall. Make sure you get your officially licensed Alabama gear, hoodies, jackets, shirts, pants, sweaters, you name it. I love hats. they got a whole hat wall of all different types of hats. Uh, They've got the coolers, they've got cups, everything and anything Alabama-related. They've got it in. They've got the best deals in town. So head on over to Alumni Hall in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa, or you can go to alumnihall.com where the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. We were talking about the all-SEC selections and kind of giving our take on these. Now i got the list pulled up. Uh, here's, Here's the thing. Personally, I'm familiar with how this thing goes. I mean, I had like nine sacks my senior year, and I didn't. I don't even think I got recognized for any all SEC, right? So I'm kind of familiar how it is. If you kind of fly under the radar, you're unsung hero type of guy. It, it's not, you know, what I mean, it's not, uh, you know, uncommon for you to not be on that list, right? Or be, or have somebody who, hey, you know, comes into the season with uh, more attention. They kind of, like you said, you're giving the example of Kool Aid. I mean, here, here's the thing: looking at the numbers, Terion Arnold. I just had this pulled up. Here it is. 61 total tackles again for a cornerback. That's, that's really good, right? Uh, he's got a sack, five interceptions, which has him at, uh, number one, tied for first in the SEC. Um, and it's probably, oh, forced fumble. Uh, might have had a fumble recovery. That being said, I mean, he, he's at least ticked, uh, checked every, you know, box that there is, it looks like, in a defensive category. And he's leading the SEC in interceptions. I don't know how, uh, and, and he's, been targeted a good bit. It's not like they don't throw at him. I mean, he's been targeted a good bit, and he 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 holds his own. That being said, I think I think it's kind of clear he should be on that first team All SEC list. But uh, some other names that are on there from Alabama first team, we've got uh, let's see, J.C. Latham, offensive tackle; Tyler Booker, offensive guard; Will Reichard, uh, kicker. Obviously, he's on there. He just set the um, the record for all time um, points scored. Uh, Dallas Turner, outside linebacker, uh, and then Kool-Aid McKenzie, first team. Second team, you got Jalen Milrow, Justin Boyd, B. Chris Braswell, Teron Arnold, Caleb Downs. Um, so, so, you know, some some good uh, names representing Alabama on that all-SEC list for first and second team. However, uh, I was going to ask you guys, uh, did you feel that anybody got left off on that list? Uh, I'll start. 
Um, if I had to say somebody that might have been left off, I would probably go Malachi Moore. I didn't see him on there. Did they even do a third team all SEC? I thought they used to. Maybe they never did. I don't know. Uh, but didn't see Malachi Moore on there. I feel like he kind of got left off. I feel like he was probably deserving of, of, of making that list, right? I mean, again, I'll pull up his stats, but I know I mentioned the stats when I talk about breakdowns and stuff. That's just having information, just uh, having some good material, right? But if you're talking about these lists, I don't necessarily just go off of stats. I go off of impact, right, and how you impact your football team. You talk about a guy who had tremendous impact for this team uh, on, on the defense side of the ball. I mean, Malachi Moore uh, was arguably one of the most important keys to this defense. I mean, he's probably just as important, if not more important, than the middle linebacker because on that back end, he was that veteran presence, knows the defense in and out. He kind of was the commander on the back end and probably also on the front end as well, coming down and, and talking and communicating. With that being said, looking at his, his stats, I mean, Malachi had a really good uh, season as well, in my opinion, 48 tackles, uh, one interception. Again, he's not going to light up the stat sheet. However, you just if you watch the games, you can clearly see um, in his performance that he, he probably was deserving. So I probably would go with Malachi Moore um, as being my pick for a guy that was left out that probably should have made the list. I mean, Deontay Lawson, uh, great player, battled some injuries, so that probably affected um, you know, the choice there. Um, and really, I, I think that probably – maybe Jermaine Burton – um, think I might have took all y'all's picks. So let me let me let me slow down. Dad, do you have any uh, names that you feel like might have been left out on that All SEC list? I hope you might have got cut off again. We'll try to work to get him back on there. But if I had to pick, I would say defensively, I would go with Malachi Moore. I feel like he probably was uh, robbed by not making a list. And then offensively, I would at least say Jermaine Burton. I think Jermaine Burton. Uh, would have been deserving as in all of SEC selection. Justin, do you have any names that you thought I, were? I think uh, a name that stands out to me, although I don't think he's on there because he, I don't think he's played enough throughout the season. But Jaden Roberts at the, uh, oh yeah, I think since he's filled in, that's just made a huge impact on that offensive line. And I think if he played more, we should have seen him on that list. I agree, hundred percent. I was that's one of the names I was uh, kind of thinking about choosing. However, I, I agree with you. You know, the lack of. Playing time early on probably affects that. But you talk about um, just the offensive line totally shifting um, once he was putting that lineup in. I said this probably week, hmm, it might have been week two or week three, that I remember I was working with the game, and um, I didn't know too much about him. I just seen him. And I mean, if you guys haven't seen Jaden Roberts, man, I mean, this dude is a physical specimen. And he's kind of built like Fluker almost, just like that freakishly big and uh, massive human being that's, you know, in good shape. I mean, arms rocked up. And I'm like, gosh, man, I know our offensive line is kind of struggling right now. I'm like, can we, <laughs> can we figure out a way to get this guy on the field? And then sure enough, um, probably a week or two later, man, a week or two later, they put him in the lineup. I think his first game was against Texas A&M. And we saw the, the instant impact, right, that he made. So I agree with you, Justin. I think if he had more playing time early on, he definitely would be on that list. I, I, I fully expect him to probably be on that list next year because um, he's a guy like Lee Q said, when they put him in that lineup and we were saying this the whole time they've got to find the right guys, the right pieces it's going to take some time. Now I don't know what was holding him back initially because I think initially, what was it? Darian Dalcourt at that spot I get it. You know, on, on the offensive line sometimes you'd rather go with the, the veteran 
who understands the calls, understands the the checks, the protections. Because if you have busts and checks and protections, that's something that that doesn't get talked about a lot, right? People just go, oh, well, they're not getting good movement. Well, if they're not com- communicating well and there's busts and protections and guys aren't blocking things the right way, I mean, you're talking about negative play after negative play. That's a huge issue. So I get it. It maybe if Jaden Roberts wasn't necessarily ready, uh, just maybe he wasn't prepared. You know, he what is he a sophomore? You know, maybe he still was learning or something. I, I don't know. Uh, but I was like, gosh, man, you got to find a way to get this dude on the field if if he really could help physically. And I'm glad they did. Dad, I, I think we got you back. Did you have any any uh, selections that you feel like? Uh, might have been robbed. They kind of got it wrong where they probably should have been. I, I went with defensively. I said Malachi Moore. I thought he could have uh, made it a made a team. You know, maybe second team. I don't know if they even do third team anymore or if they ever did that. But then offensively, I mentioned Jermaine Burton. Uh, do you agree with those or do you have another pick? Not really. Um, <clears throat> to be honest with you, man, these these things are so much. There's so many politics. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like how do you even really. Get really into it. I mean, because you, I mentioned, I mean, you mentioned about your sacks, nine sacks, one of the tops of the SEC that, that you don't get a snub because it was going kind of a breakout year for you. So they yeah. always go back to the older guy, kind of like Kool-Aid. That's what I was talking about. So I don't really, you know, put a whole lot of eggs in that basket, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we, we, we know people that follow, people that cover, they know what kind of player everyone is. So. Yeah. And the NFL scouts know what kind of player everyone is. There's guys that name get to all SC, but they don't get a sniff at the, at the league. That's true. Who cares? I mean, so my my thing is this, you know, Terry Arnold is better than Kool-Aid McKinstry at this point. Kool-Aid need to, Kool-Aid is about the flash. He's about all the other stuff. Let's just be honest. He's about the chain. You know, he got hurt in the game, got concussed. Next thing you know, he got four chains on. I mean, Come on, man. I mean, mean, now listen, I'm just being honest with you. I mean, the game is serious, and the game is important. I understand the love, the fun, your brothers. I get all that. I'm not not taking away from any of that. I'm just saying that that Kool-Aid McKinstry doesn't have the same mindset as Terry Arnold uh, when it comes to playing football. I hope he gets it. He's going to get a chance. I do think he needs to lose some weight and needs to be a little... To me, he's not as fast, he's not as quick. Look like he's gang got a little pudge in the mid-session, but he's been a phenomenal football player for the Tide. And but um, but far as the, the accolades, who cares? Just go play ball, and uh, you do the right thing, do it the right way. All those things come to you, no doubt. Um, all right. Well, with that being said, did, I don't. Did I ever? Uh, you might have cut out on the transfer portal, but do you think there's any? Oh, that's what it was. I asked you. Did, is there any position of need that you think Alabama is going to look to fill via the transfer portal? I mentioned maybe maybe wide receiver. You got Burton leaving. I know we got some young guys, but I could see them going to like a wide receiver uh, in the portal. Quarterback, obviously, in my opinion, you're, you're totally set. Don't even fool with that. Maybe uh, right tackle. You know, no, leave running backs. I mean, I think right tackle. I think there's a couple of players you can get better in the offensive line. Yeah, I agree. I do think that. I think. You know, I like Amos a lot who came in for Kool-Aid McKinstry. I think he's a, a senior, safety, though, right? Is, is he yeah. going to leave? I, I, I think I, I one of them. We is, don't know. I can't it's remember. One of them, have. him or Key, I think is definitely a graduate, but maybe not Amos. But, yeah, I, I think secondary as well. I agree with you there because you're losing Kool-Aid, Malachi, um, 
Kia is graduating. So that's, you know, three, three pieces in your secondary. I know we've got some young guys like Earl Little and whatnot. They'll probably be able to step up and contribute. But like you had mentioned, you know, Coach Saban typically, even when you have some, some talent on the team, if they're young, you know, it's, it's evident that he likes going to the portal for some more experienced guys because those guys are a little bit easier. You mentioned Gibbs, Jameson Williams, those guys that have experience kind of, I hate to say it, it's just easier just plugging and playing those guys sometimes and relying on a young guy to hopefully take those next steps because sometimes those young guys take time to develop, right? They might be a, a freshman or a sophomore right now and they were a five-star recruit. Everybody's just thinking, oh, well, you just unload those guys. But the reality is some of those guys don't necessarily pan out. Some of those guys, they, they don't happen until their junior or senior year. They might be late bloomers. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was saying like secondary, but maybe one of the linebacker spots. Um, any other position you could think of? Uh, think no, about I mean, they don't do a lot in the pool, let's be honest. Like I said, Nick's going to be very picky when it comes down to who he wants to go after. Who Depends on what guys leave. A lot of guys still, you know, thinking about it, not sure what they want to do. So they'll go see if they can win a natty. And then once it's over, I think we'll see some names that come out. We saw a couple already, but I think it's going to be eight to ten more. I think that's just the way the league is right now. Uh, they're going to be guys that are playing receiver that's very talented, as we've seen the kid out of Oregon and other, I think it was Brooks and other guys that left. I mean, good players, but listen, it's going to happen. So you have to almost manage your team, right? And I promise you right now, they got part of their coaching staff managing their football team. Guys who they expect to leave, guys that they might want to leave. They're going to be guys that's like, this dude's never going to play here. We need that roster spot. They're going to encourage them. They're going to help them. Nick Saban talked about that. We're going to help them, you know, find another spot, find another place. Meaning that that sounds nice, but really that's a nice way of saying we don't want you. <laughs> it's, a nice, it's a nice way of saying, listen, we're going to help you get up out of here. But that's the right, right? thing to do, though, honestly. Because they, no, they, the is. only reason I say it is because Alabama always does it respectfully, right? Like I, I've known, you know, personally a, a couple guys that played here where they didn't go out there and publicly say, you know, this guy needs – they just – they privately met with them and told them, you know, you're not probably going to see the field here. We appreciate your contributions and your efforts, but we think it'd be best if you looked elsewhere uh, because that's what you deserve. So I respect them for doing that because that is the right thing to do. Get, let those guys have an opportunity to try to find some playing time if, if they can. Uh, real, real quick, um, just a note um, before we go to break, highest graded offensive lineman from conference championship week. Probably would have never guessed it. You definitely wouldn't have guessed it uh, week one, two, or three. Alabama Aiden freshman Proctor. left tackle, Caden Proctor. So, uh, you know, golf clap or, or head nod or hat tip, whatever you want to call it, to Caden Proctor for, for his uh, immense improvements over the, the season and, and doing a phenomenal job. He had a really good game, the SEC championship game, and uh, he's playing some really good football. So uh just want to, you know, yeah, congratulate him on that. And then also Caleb Downs, uh just to put a bow on the, the SEC uh awards and stuff, Caleb Downs was named SEC Newcomer of the Year. Uh, no surprise there. I mean, that dude is arguably going to be one of the best talents to come through Tuscaloosa uh, during Nick Saban's time. So I also want to congratulate him on those honors. With that being said, got some phone calls lining up. And we're going to take your calls again because this is a Talking Tuesday on the Miller's Edge. So 205-342-9904 is the number. Come chat with us. We're talking about anything and everything on this Talking Tuesday. But first, we're going to take a quick time out. Then we'll head to the phone lines. Again, you're listening to the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Presented by the Good Feet Store, America's 
Texas Art Support Experts. We'll be right back after a quick timeout. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And we're back on this Talking Tuesday edition of the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. I think we said we're going to go to the phone lines now, so let's go ahead and do that again. The number is 205-342-9904. Let's head on over to Lewis. Lewis, welcome into the Miller's Edge. Hey, guys. Uh, listen, I just What's want that? to compliment you, uh, Christian and Corey. Y'all have backed uh, Jalen Milrow from the get-go. You told the fans and the callers to be patient with him, that he had all kind of talent. He just needed time to develop and i'm telling you guys you you were the flag bearers for defending him and you know i don't i wouldn't mention another caller's name i would never do that but there have been some callers that were really rough on him and <laughs> where are they hello hello, hello. Uh, and i want to ask you one other thing and i'm going to hang up let you got uh comment on this if he finishes this season strong, and I know he, he he's getting better all the time and, and adding to his talents, you know, with experience and so forth, do you think he might just declare for the draft, or do you think we'll have it next year? I know this is speculation, and I'm going to hang up. Y'all Ooh. have a good rest of your day. I love your show. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, Roll Lewis. Tide. Thank, Thank you so much. You, you want to start on that because you had a yeah, point of reaction. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I love, I love the comment, Lewis. I love the – yeah, we were definitely high on him because we, we've seen a lot more because we didn't say everything that we saw and had a chance to do, Christian more so than I did. But, um, you know, so we felt good about who he would become. You know, there was a frustrating time, uh, especially with me, because I knew that his development was based on the coaches throwing away their playbook and really just doing things based on the skill set. And Tommy Reese, to his credit, finally did that. And, um, and off he went. But uh, the second point, do I see, excuse me, do I see Jalen Miro leaving? Even if you say he goes two games and win a natty in Houston's hometown and, you know, looks phenomenal. No, I think he comes back because this draft is loaded. This draft is loaded with quarterbacks. And this is not the year if you're a quarterback and you are kind of on the edge that you want to come and go out for the National Football League. This is not the year to do it. This is not the year to be Anthony Richardson from, you know, from Florida last year and now with the Colts, who's, who was injured, um, to go out and say, I'm, I'm uber talented. I can throw it 90,000 yards and I can run a 4-4-40 and build like a, a big statue. No. So I think he thinks, listen, I, I can stay here another year with Tommy Reese. I can now have the entire offseason that's built around my skill set. I'm going to get better. I'm going to take opportunity to go to a passing camp where I can work on my footwork and fundamentals and, and my throwing and get better there. I know I can run it. And I think he needs to be a better runner because he wants to be a passer. So I don't think he's going anywhere. I think we got Miro for one more year, and then it's going to be Ty Simpson steps in and be the guy. But, but I think he's coming back. 
I agree. I mean, I think that's the smart decision. I mean, here's the thing. With NIL nowadays, too, Lewis, I mean, he can make probably a few million dollars, you know, at least. Well, I'll say at least, you know, he looked seven figures. I don't know exactly how much. I know Bryce Young was around $3 million. He was a Heisman Trophy winner that probably – uh, contribute, contributed to his number, but look, so Jalen Miller can probably make it seven figures at least if he comes back next season. To my dad's point, I agree a hundred percent. This probably isn't the best year to come out as like that, uh, prospect based off potential. I mean, I'm looking at, uh, CBS Sports Big Board and it's just at the quarterback position. You got Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, JJ McCarthy, Shador Sanders, Quinn Ewers, who I think they said might be coming back, uh, probably will come back. Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Tyler Van Dyke, Riley Leonard. So if I had to even put Jalen Milrow in that list, and again, this is no disrespect to him. This is just, you know, these guys have a little more experience as well. And this is as a, a draft prospect. I'm not saying necessarily off talent, but just as a draft prospect, he probably would fall in between, honestly, I would say at, at, at best, he'd probably come in at five or six at the very best, in my opinion, just as a prospect. And that's just not just me saying that I'm going off of what these scouts are probably thinking as well. So you talk about the difference of if you're the fifth or sixth quarterback taken, you're probably looking at third round, fourth round. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. You'd make more money in NIL and then you have an opportunity to come and you come back, you play great. You're putting your name in Heisman conversation. You have an opportunity to compete for another national championship. You make that NIL money and then you might put yourself in the conversation of being one of the top three or four quarterbacks taken where, that's more so, you know, first round, maybe mid-second round uh, grading out instead of being a third or fourth round, maybe at the high second round, mid to late second round. So with that being said, Lewis, I don't think you have to worry. I think he's coming back. I think that's the right decision. And then you look at everybody else coming back. I mean, you got to be excited and start looking your chops, right? I mean, really, this team is a young football team, and so they're only going to get better. Um, there's going to be even more people step up. I mean, you look at the guys from this recruiting class, and, I, and again, I'm not just going off of, oh, well, they, they did this in high school, but, I mean, there's a lot of guys that were highly touted. I covered the the you know the signing day show with Chris Stewart. I mean, there's a lot of five stars and, and, and highly touted guys with a lot of potential that haven't even sniffed the field this year. So then you add them into the equation next year that they've had a whole year to develop because I remember my first year when I got here, I had a whole year in the system. I redshirted. I was just working out and I was practicing when you're on the scout team. Guess who you're practicing against? The first team. So I'm just going against the first team every day for a whole year. I mean, by the time my second year came, I was a totally different player. I, I felt so much further along and rightfully so than I did when I first came in. Um, I mean, you got, I mean, even just look at the edge group. I mean, we haven't even seen Keon Keeley. We haven't seen, uh, oh God, I'm drawing a blank. Two, the two other guys, Pierre. I haven't seen him, the the one from Carver, Russell, right? None of those guys have even played. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of guys stepping up and developing as well. But with all that being said, yeah, I think Jalen Miller is coming back. And I think this team uh, is going to be really good next year. I do. Now, <laughs> we can talk about this too. They're going to have a gauntlet of a schedule. Uh, that's probably another topic for another day. But Alabama's football schedule for 2024, they're going to need a, <laughs> they're probably going to need a pretty decent team because, uh, again, they're, they're ridding themselves of the, the East and West and the SEC. Uh, so from what I'm looking at, and this might not even be all confirmed, but what I have right now is, uh, Western Kentucky, USF, go to Wisconsin, face the Georgia Bulldogs, 
in Bryant-Denny Stadium. You go to Tennessee, you go to LSU, and you play Mercer. Then you play at Oklahoma, and then you play Auburn, right? So that's a heck of a schedule. Now, again, we had a pretty tough schedule this year, but luckily the majority of our tough opponents were at home. You look at this one, I mean, again, I know Oklahoma is, you know, two-loss team, but it's still, I mean, you're playing the solid Oklahoma team. you got to go on the road. got to go on the road to LSU, on the road to Tennessee. Then you face Georgia at home, who Georgia's going to want their get-back, <laughs> if you aren't aware. They're they're, they're going to want their get-back when they come to Tuscaloosa. So they got a they got a, a pretty, uh, pretty difficult schedule next year, so they are going to need a, a pretty solid team. With that being said, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for the future. But, again, you got to be where your feet are. We're focused on the here and now. Right now, Jalen Milrow is a quarterback. He's doing a dang good job. And I'm excited. You know, I will talk about this in the, in the weeks leading up, but, uh, right now, you know, what they're, go- what they're going through right now is, you know, they're, they're kind of having a, a little bit of a, a, a chance to kind of decompress. They've gone through a long, grueling season. They just crowned themselves SEC champions. So now they're kind of have some time to, you know, work out, get ready for their finals and whatnot. And then they'll start practicing, but, uh, it's going to go back to like a camp style practice where you're, you're, you're going through those, those difficult, grueling practices, kind of self-scouting, uh, going back to the drawing board, and, and and we treat it like a new season, right? It's almost like, all right, we concluded the first season. We just uh, were crowned SEC champions. Now it's a whole new season, and it's a, pretty much a two-game season. Well, it's really a one-game-at-a-time season, one-week-at-a-time season, because if you don't win the first one, uh, there is no second one. But uh, we'll definitely dive into those details as well because uh, it's a different kind of outlook. I mean, there's – three and a half weeks or so until you play football again. So definitely a lot different of a schedule. And we'll dive into that. But great question, Lewis. We appreciate uh, you asking. I always got interesting questions. I mean, let me ask you this, Dad. If, if you were Milro, would you even consider the draft or would you even, you wouldn't even, wouldn't even entertain it? No. No, it makes zero sense. Yeah. I mean, why would you do that? Like I just said before, it's like you got all this a bad year. I mean, what agent would tell him, hey, this is the year, man, you, you've Captured the eye of all these scouts. You'd be, you'd be surprised, man. You, uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm just going to play. I'm going to play the. Zero sense. A little, listen, I play the advocate. Sense. The only reason I would see somebody trying to say that is sometimes people say, "Hey, you got to strike when the iron's hot." And right, right now, this iron's not that hot. <laughs> not <laughs> listen, listen. That's I, look, I, I, I get crazy. No, I agree a thousand percent with you. I'm just trying to, for entertainment purposes, just say, "Hey, I mean, technically, someone probably could if they wanted to make an argument and say, hey, man, strike when the iron's hot.'" Right? You know, you're doing some really good stuff. You just earned SEC championship MVP, right? Everybody's talking about you. I mean, technically, somebody could. Now, that would be terrible uh, I mean, advice. He's a, he's a very smart guy. Let's just put the period, exclamation to this. He's a very smart guy. Yeah, he's playing great football. He is defeating the odds. We believed in it. He's showing people that he has what it takes to moxie everything it is to be a great quarterback. But he's just starting. He's just starting to do uh, He won 11 in a row, right? So he's got a, a whole offseason to develop. He has a whole offseason for him and Tom Maurice to get together and get the plays that he likes. And they're going to get better players. They're going to get other players. They're going to get players that fit what he does. Gonna, so he's going to be even better. Next year, he'll be one of the top guys. Not, not only that, he's going to be a Heisman favorite. He's going to probably be the number one guy next year for winning the Heisman Trophy. I think Jaden Dane's going to win it this year. But Jalen Miro next year will be a Heisman favorite. And everybody in Tuscaloosa and surrounding areas and across this great United States of America, guess what? 
They'll send their money to Ye Alabama to get the Jalen Monroe. <laughs> now all the one of them said no, 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 no. Now they saying yeah, 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 yeah. I Meaning Ye Alabama, give to Jalen Monroe because this dude can take us to the promised land. Even if they don't get it this year, he's going to be a very seven-figure, very wealthy man next year. He'll make more money than he will make this year in the National Football League. Those are the reasons Jalen Monroe will be right back with all of us in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. No doubt. And he's probably already making a good amount of money because the little length thing that him and Terry on Arnold have, I'm sure it's been it's been blazing, right? Everybody's probably been buying their length shirts. Let all naysayers know, at least that's what they yeah. publicly say it means. I think they make <laughs> cheese on that. Behind the scenes, there might be another little uh, definition. Yeah, I, hope, I hope they got road <laughs> tide captured because on after the interviews he done did, he said road tide. Shoot, I'll be trying to find out how to get some money off of that. No, I so, but he's capitalizing off these opportunities. With that being said, this has been a fun edition of the Miller's Edge on the Talking Tuesday, where we've just been talking, some talking heads, just talking about a bunch of nothing, just hanging out, having fun. Appreciate everybody listening, tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow. It's Wednesday. We typically would rush around the SEC, but not really too much to rush around because we're kind of on uh, a pause with college football. But we'll keep talking about uh, this postseason coming up, things that are going on in the football world, the transfer portal, all that good stuff right here on the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. Presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Roll Tide. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge. Tackling sports daily. Always live.